Okay, Ray, spill. Who's your new best friend and how come we've never met her before, huh? Yeah, Ray, what's going on? Her name's Maya and she's drumming at the festival for me tonight. Oh, yeah, you're on the entertainment committee, right? You're on the committee, Ray? Yeah, my grandpa's friend oh. runs the festival and asked me to book the talent for him. So you go and book yeah. someone who hits a circle with two sticks instead oh. of your rock star friend, Chad? If you ask me, they should have put you on the boring committee, not the talent committee. Moon Podcast Escalation! everyone my name is jordan b white my name is chris sims and this is sailor business it's the podcast where we sit down with a friend and watch each and every episode of the classic 1992 anime sailor moon and talk about why it is that we love it so much and we're back in the regular timeline after uh, a couple of of I, I don't i don't think they were like super weird weeks no but they were weeks that took us away from the regular timeline of episodes we uh we had the cruise episode where we watched uh we went back to Sailor uh, to Sailor Moon season one for a minute. We had the Sailor Moon R, uh, the Promise of the Rose movie episodes, which I think turned out amazing. Uh, absolutely, check those out if you if you have missed them. If you're the kind of person who's like, I only want to listen to the core continuity Sailor Moon episodes, there is no one like that. <laughs> there is you know, no person like know. that. I don't know. I might be like that. No, I wouldn't be. But like the Sailor Moon R no. movie episodes are really super fun, so definitely check those out. But we're we're back in it. Unless you unless you hate Allison. <laughs> unless you hate Allison. Uh, which I do not. I think Allison's great. I do a podcast with her uh, every what, Chris, two weeks. Chris, so. Chris, I'm caught up on your podcast. I are love you caught it. up on, on Xenobiz? I am. I, I like it a lot. Uh, I don't watch Xena though. Yeah, see, see, I, see, I just see to you. you're you have been for a, for 103 episodes. You've been talking about how weird it is that people will yeah. listen to this show but not watch along with Sailor Moon. Yeah, now so I decided to try it, and it's great. It's way fun. Yeah. So anyway, I recommend if you don't listen to Xena, even if you don't watch Xena, you can watch. You can listen to it. It's fun. Although I will say, actually, I slightly lied, Chris. I'm not caught up because I skipped the Christmas episode because I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's out of order. See, see, see. <laughs> Oh my God, Jordan! Well, I'll listen to it when we get there. Listener, I'm talking about. (laughs) I'll listen to it when we get there. (laughs) Unbelievable! Sorry, sorry, sorry. We should get to our guest. We should get to our guest. Sorry, sorry. We're we're back in the regular timeline. I think we're gonna have a really good time because today we are going to be watching episode 103 of Sailor Moon S, which is called. The arrival of a small, pretty guardian. Favorite person. (laughs) And Uh. to help us talk about that, we have a new guest to the program, someone that I'm very excited to talk to. We have Katerina Ardoltovskaya. Yay! Welcome! I got got it. Uh, In case it got cut out, that was my second attempt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But now that I've said it, Kat, how are you? I am good. Slightly sleepy, because I am not a morning person. (laughs) Well, uh, n- neither am I, so you're in good company. Uh, I-, I don't think people realize... It's my fault we do it in the morning. 
how early we record this show because Jordan's like, no, I have other okay. things to do. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I just want to point out, I understand. Not being a morning person, totally understandable. I hate getting up. 10 o'clock is not early. It's not that early. If we were recording we, at 8, that would be nuts. Everyone who's on this show is like a, a writer. Or, they're all freelancers. We all live Dracula lives. <laughs> I mean, because I, I, I'm like, well, because, I mean, that's the other thing is they don't necessarily know that we record for three, possibly four hours. And I just am saying, if we start at 10, that already goes till two. I don't want the entire day to be sailor business. Why? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I don't want the entire day to be sailor business is antithetical to the to the message of this podcast. I keep my mind on sailor business, but I can do other things. <laughs> Uh, Kat, welcome to the show. Uh, it's it's very good to have you. Uh, you are one of the people who, who when we put out the call for people who wanted to be guests uh, to get in touch, you got in touch. And uh, after a little bit of uh, me having some difficulty with scheduling, you wound up on these episodes. So before we get into that, before we get into how we got to this point of Sailor Moon, what is your history with Sailor Moon? Uh, oh man. <laughs> I feel like Sailor Moon started a lot of things for me. I got into Sailor Moon maybe in 1996 <laughs> or something like that when I was a kid in Canada. I was growing up and I was watching YTV and they had, of course, the, I guess, like the lineup of Dragon Ball, Sailor Moon, a few other, like, I guess, animation cartoons. And I was totally obsessed <laughs> for the longest time. I guess that's like when I really started to draw a lot and kind of started my whole kick on, I guess, my career in some sense, because I ended up um, going to school for illustration. And I guess that all sprang from Sailor Moon in one sense or another. Um, I was obsessed with it for a very, very long time. I didn't really have I guess, like, friends who were really into it. I had maybe, like, one friend that was into it at one point, but I didn't really have, like, a group of friends like a lot of people had, where like, everybody had, like, a Sailor Scout and kind of, like, I guess, role-played in some sense. But, yeah, that's yeah, that's where I started. I've noticed over the course of doing the show that we have had a lot of Canadian guests. <laughs> yeah, that that is funny, right? Yeah, and I feel like Sailor Moon was, I mean, Sailor Moon was obviously, like, popular in America. Like, you know, that's, you know, Jordan and I are, are from America, obviously. <laughs> uh, and a lot of our guests have, have talked about watching it on, on Cartoon Network. But we've had so many people, whether it's it's you, it's Allison, it's people talking about watching it on YTV. I mean, I guess, I guess we wouldn't know because no one was in Canada and America at the same time when they were 10 in 1996 paying attention to cultural trends. Uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, I guess, I know when I moved to America, it wasn't showing. And then like, I discovered it on some kind of, I think it was like CBS or something. And it was playing at like six o'clock in the morning. It was yeah, like ridiculous. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I have to wake up super early. and I'm not a morning person. <laughs> to watch Sailor Moon. <laughs> I feel like it wasn't on, like, Cartoon Network for a long time. Right. It, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was years. Like, it was years after. And, like, in Canada, it was, like, on, like, I guess, like, a major Cartoon Network-ish channel for kids. Was it in Canada or America that, 
the live action Sailor Moon with, with who says the yakety yak cat from outer space was filmed. Was that that was from that was from Canada? That was from YTV, I okay. believe. I can, I mean, I can find out real quick because I wrote about it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> oh yeah, we talked about it earlier. That's it was this. It, it, I guess it was from like a they had like a marathon at some point, and they <laughs> filmed all these interstitial bits with. A, a girl, a teenage girl dressed up as Sailor Moon, hamming it up real hard. <laughs> no, she's so she's fun. she's great. She's like genuinely great. And like, okay, here's what happened. Uh, I wrote about this, uh, and like, I I think the the actual actress uh, Tia Brouch ended up tweeting about it, and she was like a little bit embarrassed and like <laughs> a little bit like, yeah, go ahead, make fun of me. And I wanted to be like, no, no, I genuinely think this is amazing. Like I genuinely think this is fantastic because she is like a a teenage girl like as Sailor Moon like it's really cute and awesome and you can find it on uh on on YouTube uh, but I believe it was recorded for a Sailor Moon marathon that ran in 1995 on Black Friday hmm. uh, <laughs> just such a weird time to program a, like a mar- like today in 1995 probably a little bit different but yeah but in Canada we don't have Black Friday <laughs> I have often wondered about that as well. <laughs> Like when when does Christmas shopping start in Canada? We 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 have Boxing Day, but it's it's well, it's Boxing a different Day's weekend, I think. Black well, because we don't because you don't celebrate the same Thanksgiving as we do. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have we have our Thanksgiving, and then the Friday the next day is Black Friday, um, and again, quote unquote, that's officially when the Christmas shopping season begins. Except that's nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> it's always Christmas shopping season. <laughs> It's Christmas shopping season if you keep it in your heart all yes, year. Exactly. <laughs> Which I do. <laughs> so, Kat, do you have a favorite uh, Sailor Scout? I guess, like, when I was a kid, it was definitely Sailor Moon because I guess the, the episodes only ran maybe the first season of Sailor Moon. <laughs> and yeah. then they would, like, repeat, and I would just watch those on repeat. So it was definitely Sailor Moon because I was very much like her i would sleep a lot i would eat a lot and i was very like spacey as a kid so would you take the easy way out because that's the third thing (laughs) i would try but then my mom would like sit me down and be like nope nope (laughs) (laughs) that's probably a good idea yeah now that you say it sailor we haven't seen shaggy's parents in a long time we have not seen Usagi's parents in a long time which i mean look I guess we'll get into it more next week. It's going to be kind of weird that we don't haven't seen Asagi's parents in a while. I feel like yeah. you see them less and less as the series goes on. Oh, yeah. But definitely, like, my favorite Sailor Scout after the fact is definitely Sailor Uranus. Because she's uh-huh. awesome. Uranus is pretty great. Uh, so what do you think about the... You're familiar with the show. Yes. So, what do you think about our various our, our various controversies? Like, what do you think about the ships? Uh, what, what do you think about the intended miracle romance? <laughs> uh, wait, Misagi? okay. Thank you. I was like, wait, I can't tell which one he's actually trying to say now. <laughs> there are many miracle romances going on. <laughs> I feel like when I was younger, I was definitely about it, but like, like I started listening to you guys like when you first started uh, I guess podcasting and I kind of was like hmm I never really like watched all of Sailor Moon like completely like I've always watched it in parts because it was never kind of like fully uh I guess broadcasted on any place 
So then, like, after rewatching the whole thing, I was like, I really, really dislike Mamo-chan. <laughs> he is a dick. Like, he is just, like, the worst boyfriend slash lover. Like, just, ugh. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> uh, so what do you think about, uh, about hashtag cookbook, Makoto and Avi, as the, as the true romance at the heart of the show? I don't know. Like I never, I never really thought about it until listening to you guys. Me neither. But I would be about it. I would be about it. <laughs> Here's the thing: we've had a lot of people on the show say, "I never thought about it until you were talking about it." But we've never had anyone go, "I don't see it." We've never had anyone go, "I don't think it's in there." Well, you know what? Uh, so here's the thing that bums me out about ships usually. <laughs> I, I mean, because I and I and I. I mean, I know, I know everybody's against me when I'm saying I don't, I don't agree with a ship. Everyone hates me, so I'm sorry. <laughs> but the reason, I guess the reason that I usually am like, no, oh, about ships is because I feel like it negates the beauty of friendship. Because, like, if, if there's ever a beautiful, close friendship, everybody goes, it's romantic. And it's like, no, but what, can't you just have a beautiful friendship? <laughs> no, well, I think, I, look, I think there's a lot of beautiful friendship on this show. I think... Ami yeah. and Ray are friends. I think <laughs> Ami and, like I I think I I know that there is debate over this as well. I think Usagi is it has a wonderful and beautiful friendship with with everyone else in the show. Yes. I just think that separate from her, they're all together. <laughs> I don't know. Usagi Usagi is like somewhat questionable, especially when you get into Sailor Stars, which is probably my favorite series of the it's whole thing. Good. It's crazy, but it's good. It, it gets kind of weird <laughs> at some point because, well, I guess I shouldn't say anything. Yeah, we, Chris has yet. no idea what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, I, I've, I've been studiously avoiding. But I, I have noticed, like, one thing that I didn't realize until I was actually sitting down um, this week, the last three seasons of Sailor Moon, uh, S, Supers, and Stars, are about half as long as the first two seasons, uh, Sailor Moon and Sailor Moon R. Like, hmm. we only have... 38 episodes in in s and i think a similar number in the other two whereas huh. we had you know a full 60 well, in uh sailor moon if, and sailor moon R. if you think about it like half of uh, well i don't know maybe 20 episodes of r was like not it was totally original content yeah, season yeah. one and a half i guess it was basically like them buying time for naoko to like finish off her storyline <laughs> So I don't know if those really count in some sense as to like, I guess, like the original storyline from the manga. That yeah. is that that is that is true. So I guess we don't need to talk about Firewood because that's canon. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> completely read the manga, Jordan. Wait, are you saying you've read the manga? now? I've read enough. <laughs> okay. I have actually right. never read the manga. <laughs> Well, if you uh, here's a, here's a quick plug to to segue us into Sailor Business Business. Uh, if you would like to hear about us reading the manga, uh, then continue supporting us on Patreon because we are at the level of Sailor Business bonus episodes. And one of the things we've talked about is g making sure that we go through and read the entirety of the manga, all fourteen volumes. Oh, all this work. <laughs> so, Jordan, now that we're into Sailor Business Business, I yes. have a crucial update. Uh oh. Uh oh. And I have a piece of really important Taylor Business business, too. So you first. Okay, well, you want to do yours first? You want to do mine first? You can go first. Okay. Do you remember 
a couple weeks ago when we talked about uh, Daniel Carlion and his list of the Sailor Scouts by usefulness. Yes, I do. And I was very unhappy with the results. <laughs> you were, because it turned out that, like, percentage-wise, it was Sailor Uranus, right, who was the most useful Sailor Scout. Yeah. And we quibbled over that, because in 100% of her appearances, Sailor Moon destroys the monster. Right. Which is a very useful thing. So, Daniel writes in again, and says, Hi, Chris and Jordan, and guest, that's you, Cat." <laughs> I'm happy that you were both interested in my rankings of the Sailor Soldiers by their usefulness. Since you both asked me to clarify some things about the ranking, here are three points. One, because Sailor Moon is always the one who kills the monster at the end. Now, Sailor Moon! I didn't consider that when ranking the Sailor Soldiers. I mean, if Sailor Moon does nothing but scream and cry throughout the fight, but then Sailor Jupiter hits the monster to weaken it enough for Sailor Moon to finish it off, who is really more useful, the more useful Sailor Soldier in that fight? Thus, Sailor Moon would only get a point if she did something in the episode besides finishing the monster off. Oh, oh boo on that! Oh, man. I don't know. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I say boo on that, because here's what happens if they don't weaken the monster. Eventually, she would cry hard enough to knock it out with her sonic cry. (laughs) (laughs) And she would then kill it. (laughs) Uh, Point two. What counts as useful is if they did anything that helped solve the problem of the episode. So even in the episodes where Sailor Mercury doesn't unleash her ultimate attack, Bubble Spray, (laughs) if she used her computer to help identify a monster's weak point, that is still considered to be useful because planning is half the battle. (laughs) Or if she, or if she like gives us the, the Robocop rules or anything like that. Point three, and the one that will be relevant uh, for this episode of Sailor Business. Okay. I don't like chibi uses, so I didn't pay attention to her usefulness. Uh, she is not useful. She she is not. Like, I think it's okay to not deal with that, at least up to the point in the show where we are. So, I have attached the file to this document for you both to look at. I edited oh, a bit nice. to hide some spoilers. Here's the explanation. Uh, the sheet lists all the characters one by one and how many episodes they defeated a monster or weakened it enough for Sailor Moon to finish it off after Sailor Moon did nothing to help. How many oh, episodes Jesus. did anything at all useful, like hitting Minazuki in the face with uh, a Kurio Taisan to stop her from kissing people? And how many episodes they did nothing? You might be confused about why Sailor Moon is, only, is shown to only be in 189 episodes. That's because in the other 11 episodes, she either did not take part in the plot or she arrived right at the end without having the chance to be useful or useless. Okay. Uh, Season totals. The sheet ranks the characters by their usefulness each season. Episode list. This is the tally for how each character fares in each episode. And rankings, this is where the ranks are, unless you sort the Sailor Soldiers by each ranking. So yeah, it's a bit of a big list, which is why I just sent the highlights last time. I hope it doesn't give you the impression that I think any of the Sailor Soldiers besides Chibiusa are useless. Sailor Venus (laughs) is still great. Aww, how nice. So we, we now have in our possession the full list of uh of sailor moon usefulness uh that we can choose to arrange uh in a <laughs> spreadsheet it is it is an excel spreadsheet which i think oh is hilarious God. but yeah uranus in 93.75 percent of her appearances does something useful i believe yeah sailor moon is the lowest at 54 percent. right but again or no i'm sorry venus is the lowest at 48 percent right. right. <laughs> but but i think we we would have to I think there there should be a secondary figuring of, and I know this is sort of unfair, but too bad, <laughs> where you just say how many episodes of the show they're useful in percentage wise. No, we've got we've got that. Oh, okay. 
Uh, we've got, uh, okay, like, for instance, Sailor Moon is in 189 episodes of the show. Okay. Right? Minus the 11 where she arrives too late. Uh, she defeats the monster in 67, provides assistance in 36, and is useless in 86. So we have all the, we have all the information. Well, what I know what I was saying was like, we, uh, Uranus is the top because of, because it's the percentage of time she appears. I'm saying. Yes. If you figure it against the 200 episodes, then I think the numbers are like a flat who does something useful the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think in that case, if we because because, again, she's there for the for more episodes than anyone else. Uh It's going to be Sailor Moon. Well, you should be who defeats the monster the most. Just just flat out. uh, Defeat is Sailor Moon. Sixty seven times she defeats the monster by herself. And who assists most? Uh, the most assists, I'm going to guess probably Mercury, because she's in the most episodes. Mercury. Yeah, Mercury uh, has 54 assists. Okay, all right. Not bad. Now, who has the most episodes where she is useless? Also Sailor Moon. Okay, wow. At 86. <laughs> and and is to, does, does it have stats for Tuxedo Mask? <laughs> uh, no. So there, there you go, Daniel. There you go. You've got to you got to go back through all two hundred episodes. Oh my god! And get that memory Chiba. I mean, but like doing something useful is like actually doing something or just talking. If it depends what that rose does. <laughs> if it stops an attack, that's useful. No, I I should say uh, I don't know if. I, I don't know if we can like upload a spreadsheet to the Patreon page, uh, but uh, Daniel, if you want to put this up as like a like a Google document or or, or it, you know give us permission to, to put it up ourselves, I would love to put this up for people to actually l- crunch the numbers and go through the data of who is useful in Sailor Moon because I think that yeah. is, that is delightful. Absolutely, uh, Jordan. What is your business? Oh, Chris, my business. I've already talked about it on Twitter, but I want to do it on the podcast. We got an amazing, crazy, awesome gift from a fan. Yes. Well, you say we, but it was you. But that's oh, fine, because yeah. I got that whole box of Sailor <laughs> right. Moon stuff from the right. base. Well, so. I mean, to be fair, so, okay, let me say, uh, it was a gift from, uh, from Panda, who is uh, at Mpandananda. Mpandanada, like empanada, but with Panda in the middle. Mpandanada. Yes. Who is going to be on the show. Oh, excellent. Uh, scheduled to be a guest. Panda reached out to me and said, where... Where can I send a gift for you guys? And I was like, well, it depends who it's for because we're in different places. And uh, she replied, well, I guess Jordan because it's Luna related. (laughs) It's the original art for the animation of Luna acting sorry. The episode where Sailor Moon is uh, sees a, a trained monkey <laughs> doing tricks and quote unquote acting sorry, and then says, "I will make Luna do this," uh, and we've used that image all the time whenever we have to apologize for something. And now we own the original art. Now it's not the cell; it's the 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 pencil drawing that oh, is wow. done before the cell is done. Um, there's a letter that came with it. Hello, Jordan. I was on eBay a week ago looking for a cool Sailor Moon animation cell that wouldn't cost me an arm and a leg. When I came across this, what I have sent you is called a Genga, which is a drawing of an important scene made by a senior animator. Genga are used by the other animators to make Doga, which is the drawing used to make an animation cell. According to the internet, Genga are not usually made available for sale. When I saw this Genga of Luna doing the Aksari pose, I knew I had to get it for you guys. 
Love the show, Panda. So amazing. I am absolutely going to get that framed. Yeah, I've never I've never seen anybody sell any of those before. Yeah, that is super, super awesome. I actually have one of those of Cobra Commander. Okay. But, like, I, after I bought it, uh, I, like, did a little more uh, research, and it might be counterfeit. <laughs> but I love it even more because, of course, like, this Cobra Commander is counterfeit. Like, that's perfect. That's the perfect Cobra money-making scheme. So I, I put up a picture of it on, on, our, uh, on our Twitter. So if you didn't see that, you can, you can go back a little bit and, and you can find it. Uh, I think I got it on Thursday night, uh, which would have been Thursday the 16th, I think. Yeah, 16th. You should probably so. just put it up again when this episode goes up, Jordan. All right, I'll try to do that. I'm lazy. All right, so that is it for Sailor Business Business. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can tweet at us at Sailor Business or email the show at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and we will, uh, I will read the letters, Jordan will read the tweets, and we'll, we'll talk about some of them on the air. Uh, but now, now, at long last, it is time for us to get into episode 103 of Sailor Moon S, The Arrival of a Small Pretty Guardian. Okay, Jordan. Yes. I'm going to get like, okay. I don't know where to start with this. Uh... Because we got to talk about the title first, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. But here's the thing. We have talked before about how anime, tokusatsu, I'm guessing like Japanese programming in general, does not give a damn about spoiling what's going to happen in the title. No, this no, episode no. is called The Arrival of a Small Pretty Guardian. Uh, that is its Japanese title. This is the episode where Chibiusa comes back. And she is going to be in the show now as Sailor Chibi Moon. Uh, but that happens in the last three minutes of the episode. Yeah, it is It is the... Like, like one of my pet peeves for comics is when they put on the cover image the last page reveal. And that's essentially what just happened with the title of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like, like they didn't, they didn't call amazing Spider-Man 121 the night Gwen Stacy died on page one. Right. They put that at the <laughs> they end. They put that on the last page. You can't, you can't, you can't do this guys. It's not good. So I'm guessing Jordan that the, like does the Cloverway title do the same thing? Of course it does. Yeah. Does it really? Yeah. Of course. Surprisingly. <laughs> okay. Like, like I, I was sure that like somebody nope. at Cloverway would be like, well, we can't. Like, it's we can't. It's got to be a surprise. So, with that in mind, is this episode called like Rini Returns? No, not mm. quite. No, unfortunately, wrong. Is it called Mini Moon Rising? <laughs> that's that's better than what they did. Theirs is okay. a lot simpler and dumber. Uh, okay, is it one of those weird puns? No, there's nothing clever about it. <laughs> Rini, Rini's back and you're going to be in trouble? No, see, that's also clever. It's Hello, Sailor Mini Moon. Oh, okay, okay. Hello. You, you can't, you can't. They you did can't it. can't do that. They did it. What's done is done. I, I was watching this episode this morning. Making breakfast, like like making smoothies for breakfast, <laughs> and, 
and like I was watching and I kept like waiting for her to show up but like instead we get this this Jedi ass episode <laughs> that does not get into any of that stuff what did you just call it called it a Jedi ass episode oh no I disagree strongly really yeah it's like, but it's such like, it's such no. a monster of the week. No, well, uh, yes, uh, Chris, uh, I don't know if you know this. Uh, that's pretty much every episode of Sailor Moon. Jordan? No. <laughs> it's not every episode. No. This, this is not, in fact, because one of my notes, I'll just jump right to it. It's fine. One of my notes is specifically, Kaori Knight was Jedite. Yes. Yeah. Ugeel is right. This yeah, is a Nephrite. Okay, yes, I will concede that point readily because she absolutely is. This is the this is the person's peak energy, except now it's I don't it's peak heart. I don't know. It's it's peak purity. Yes, there you go. Peak purity, peak purity yes. of heart. So we open with an extended scene of Dr. Tomoy, which is kind of nice because it has some new information. Uh, Elizabeth Dubois is going to be happy because I don't think we get do we do we still get the diamond egg? Like grossness? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. What oh, are yeah. you crazy? I was making smoothies, dude. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is a big important scene. Everything changes here, Chris. You got a new yeah. person coming in. This right. is remember when remember when we switched to this season and I was like, now we get to the real science? They fucking heard me and now they're amping it up. They're like, we got more science for you. Got, this is not some magical everywhere. bullshit. I, yeah, I got... heard Neil deGrasse Tyson watch this episode. And he was like 100% accurate. Oh, yes. no, no problems. Yeah, they got they got machines doing readings and drawing lines on paper. They got computers that they're typing on. Probably other things. Science. <laughs> typing that science. Yeah. So Dr. Tomoe calls up uh, the, the, a department down in the bowels of the city called down Witches... In, down in this... Down in this fucking sewer. Yes. That's yes. where they live. It's just no no lights, all pipes. It's, a, no it's an lights, evil villain. All pipes. And they call themselves the Witches Five. How do you know? It's printed on their door in a giant logo. <laughs> and she answers the phone. <laughs> I Witches think that's five. when you get introduced to those guys. Yep. That might uh, have been my favorite thing, is when she picked it like she she picked up the phone and she goes, Hello, this is Witches Five. <laughs> like it's the name of the department. Well, can I tell you something? In the dub, that is not the name of the department. In the dub, the name of the department is the Bureau of Bad Behavior. Is that the Deke dub? Uh, well, the Cloverway dub, but yeah. Oh. The Bureau of Bad Behavior. I didn't catch and, that. <laughs> yeah. And we're introduced to a new character who's going to be our new general or, or, or science doer. And uh, her name is... Yeah, what are these? Are they... I mean, we called... Uh, well, Kill and I, we called her a lab assistant. Well, they're, they're, I mean, this is the thing. They're, as all, the only thing we have to call her is a witch. She's one of the witches, but she's... She's but a scientist. She, she's a science witch, I guess. I don't know. Uh, uh, no, see, that just makes me love it even more. Okay, I will confess, we have talked before. I have never watched Sailor Moon S before. I only watched up through the, the end of R, basically. But two episodes in, I love UDL. Yeah. I love her like I loved Esmeralda. Uh, I love her like I love Katzi. Like, she she is like, she has rocketed to being a fave for reasons that we'll get into. But Which is fine or great. Now, here's the thing about uh, Udeal. In the dub, her name is Ugeal. And I was like, 
Well, why would they make that change? Here's the thing. They made that change because that's her name. If you look online at what her name is in Japanese, everybody just goes, her name's Udeal, Udeal. But then they have the, the Japanese characters, and then when you anglicize the Japanese characters, it's a J, not a D. It's Yujiaru. Do you remember how it took me like a million years to figure out that everybody's named after rocks? Yes. She's a rock, too. Did you? Did you know that it took me until like a month ago to realize Catsy was cat's eye for a cat's eye opal? Did you realize that? I didn't. Catsy is a weird one because that's... She's also a kitty cat. She's right. also a kitty cat. She's also a cat. And also that's that's just the English name. Like she had a different... What was her original name again? Uh, Cohen. Cohen. Yes. But uh, this time, this time I looked it up and uh, Udilite... Mm-hmm. is a mineral. Yes. Uh, Udilite is uh, a uh, cyclosilicate mineral that is uh, was first described in 1819 for occurrence in Nepheline cyanite. So she's like... So she's so related to Nephilim? Udilite is Nephilite. <laughs> wow. That's pretty awesome then. Yeah. That is pretty amazing, actually. I didn't know that. So are they all related to previous bad guys? <laughs> I don't know because I couldn't. I don't remember finding anything for Kaolinite. Because if they are, that's that's some like ingenious planning. <laughs> like I don't remember finding it like as like in terms of how it relates. But I will say Kaolinite is from China. Like Kaolinite is found in China, which is like you know well known for jade as well. So maybe uh, so, mm. maybe so. Maybe there's, like, deeper planning going on than we ever expected in the <laughs> fucking rock names of everybody running around. Did we ever look up uh, uh, what kind of rock Alan is? <laughs> oh, it doesn't fit, See, does it? That's how you, you can tell that Naoko Takeuchi wasn't involved in them, because, like, hey, what's their name? I don't know. They're aliens. Yeah, well, okay, Alan. their name's Alien. <laughs> so, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Okay. Uh, answers the phone. And we get our first glimpse of her, much like uh, Kayla Knight, when she's in the lab, she's wearing her lab coat, and we can already tell there's something, like, something going on under that lab coat. <laughs> she's, got, uh, she's got her giant dangly star earrings. Uh, she, she actually looks a lot like Kayla Knight. She's also, like, you know, got the, the red, red hair and red, red outfit, but d- different enough. Yeah. So now the difference is they've actually ch- they have changed up completely the way that we're doing the the diamonds. Or, again, originally Carrie Knight would say, "I'll go find something," much like the Jedi style of "I'll just go on walkabout until I see something, and then I'll just go that." I'll see a store that sells weird animals, and I'll go, "Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah." This one is is all about. She's typing in a computer. She goes, "Oh." I got a person here. Uh, she's a drum player. She's really awesome. This is she's, uh, she's gonna be. She's typing in a computer that she's taped a bunch of post-it notes to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. To the screen to cover like covering up parts of the computer screen. Yeah. No, you're right. It is. It is literally covering up the view of the screen, which is dumb. But what are you gonna do? And she gets this person, and she goes, "Let's make that." And then instead of sending out the egg, Doctor Tomoe goes, "Got it, drummer. All right, here we go." Puts a drum in the oven, <laughs> sets it to bake, injects the the egg. So we don't see the exact same gross eggs squashiness. Yeah, that's what I thought. 
That's what well, we see, I thought. It's different egg squashiness. It's di- we get different things going through tubes and. Well, now it, now he has his crazy like. Okay, before Tomoe had a Bunsen burner and a flask, and he would like cook up a diamond egg. In like in a, in the past week, while we've been watching movies and going on cruise ships, they've upgraded. Yeah, yeah. has his diamond factory going. He's got like massive amounts of equipment, which I kind of love. But it's such an upgrade. But it's also weird because of well, because of stuff that'll happen later in the episode. Oh, what 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 part? What about this is weird, Jordan? <laughs> What about any of this is weird? This is normal. It puts the new monster into a metal box, does not let it out, ships the metal box into the back of Udil's car, and then she gets to drive out. And back when we used to have the egg flying out from different places, now we get the car driving out from unexpected places. In this episode, it races up the subway stairs. I I think that's a subway. It's almost like an upgrade and a downgrade because now you have to transport this thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's a little of both. (laughs) Okay. I love this so much which thing i kind of feel like the witches five like i'm sorry specter sisters Uh-oh. the witches five might end up like displacing them as my favorite villains because they're real science because of the hard science <laughs> the hard educational content that we're getting uh no because they have a fucking hatchback that they drive around <laughs> in they painted a black star on the door they have they have the diamond mobile yeah <laughs> yeah it's still like it's a fucking station wagon. It's not quite a station wagon. It's it is a absolutely shorter. a station wagon. It's a it's a Subaru Outback. Yeah, maybe. So, um, all right. So where are we? Let's see what happens next. So then we cut to Juban. Yeah. So so she drives around and she's driving around in like her car that basically looks like an evil cop car. Mm, but then not in Japan. <laughs> I mean, not in Japan. Yeah, not. Then we go to, uh, we see the girls. Uh, we see Usagi, Aminako, Makoto, and Ami. So, you know, uh, two tagalongs on, on, on a date. No. Unbelievable. No, they're not even standing next to each other. They actually are standing next to each other, if you will look, Jordan. I, I am looking. I see, I see uh, Mina between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And then what happens when Mina moves out of the way? The, yes, that's called spatial relations. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, so you're gonna quibble over spatial relations and then say it's just spatial relations? Yeah, no, I'm saying yeah. When they walked up, they weren't on a date together. They were just hanging out with Mina. Anyway, mm-hmm. look, mm-hmm. fine. Again, like I said during our movie, uh, you could just as easily go. Uh, Mina and Amy were on a date. They were having a nice time, and Lido just won't get over the fact that Amy dumped her last episode. Oh, wait, wait. So that still <laughs> presupposes sure, sure. that they did yes, date in the past. Absolutely. Oh, they totally dated. I'm 100% on board. But Amy <laughs> dumped her ass and now is all over Mina all the time. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you agree with me, right? <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, so, yes, they're all just hanging out. What are there they even doing? There is going to be a festival that night. Uh, the Juban Festival. Uh, okay, again, we know very little about Japanese culture, which is going to make these next two episodes very difficult to talk about. Uh, I really like Cat. How are you on Japanese culture? Are you up on a lot of stuff? Uh, I'd say I'm pretty good on Japanese culture since I've been obsessively like 
I mean, I guess it's, like, from Sailor Moon, it goes on into other anime, into, like, Japanese culture and so forth, so. Well, my impression, and this mostly comes from, like, reading reading manga, like, like that's, because that's my entire cultural touchstone for Japan, <laughs> and I know, I know, I apologize, but, um, like, reading through, like, uh, Yatsubato, there's, like, festivals all the time. There's, like, there's, like, stuff happening every couple weeks. Which I kind of love, because I guess that's what it's, it's also like what it's like living in a city, which I have never really done until this year. You get sick of them. You're just like, I'm not going to that. Yeah, Jordan, you live in New York, right? I'm sure there are like many festivals all the I, time. <laughs> festivals. Uh, sure. Well, I feel like they, they happen a lot during the summer because. Oh, yeah. It's hot and people need something to do besides sweating. I know in Japan, a lot of the festivals are usually during the summer. Well, this is the Juban Festival, uh, and it's going to involve like uh, like fun and games, you know, traditional uh, outfits. Uh, Makoto's like really excited about wearing yukata, so everybody decides they're going to take a night off studying. Even Ami decides they're going to take a night off studying so they can go enjoy the festival. And then uh, Dominic Dom Toretto uh, drifts onto the scene. Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, that's Ray Hino. Uh, does some sweet bike drifting. Ah! Uh. Well, some poor bike drifting, because she literally ends up it's, on her face. It's sweet for a minute. It's, it's, <laughs> it's some sweet bike drifting for a minute. And also, I, again, I don't think it's fair that Dom is good at, at drifting, but whatever. <laughs> Save it for furious business. What, why are you against that? Yeah, Jordan, why are you against that? Why are you against that? Because I felt like the whole movie Tokyo Drift was about how you can be good at the American race car stuff, but it's like, that's totally nothing compared to the drifting. It's totally different. And then Dom shows up one time and he's like, I already know how to do that shit. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, he's Dom Toretto, Dom. <laughs> yeah, so, so, you're, so you're like, mm, I don't know if he should be able to drift, but this part where he like races a tank and like... And, like, also, like, flings himself out of a car like Superman. You think like, he's going to drift the tank? You think he's going to drift the tank? That would be pretty awesome. I think he's going to, like, I mean, legit, do you want, like, some Fate of the Furious speculation? <laughs> I think he's going to drift a fucking submarine. <laughs> That's right. not a joke. All right, all right. So, so Ray literally ends up on her face, and I wrote, ha-ha, Ray. Um, <laughs> okay, here's the weird thing. Ray doesn't know the other girls are there. Uh, and when we see her, like, when she drifts by, she's, like, facing away from them, and then she, like, immediately, like, goes down on her face and then walks into the, uh, like, hobbles into the restaurant. Because uh, the other girls are wondering, like, hey, where's Ray? Like, isn't she supposed to be hanging out with us? And then, Ray doesn't know they're there. But as always, in the abandoned megalopolis that is Tokyo, <laughs> there are only four other people on the street, and they are the only people she hangs out with. Yeah. And they are, like, a person with 12-foot blonde ponytails, <laughs> a girl with blue hair, and the tallest person in Japan at 5'6", at the tallest woman in Japan. I thought she was 5'7". Five, 5'7", seven. Five, seven. Five, seven. excuse me. Excuse me. You know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up the role-playing game book and we can make sure. <laughs> yeah, we got to fact-check this. Well, it's, it's just weird to me that she doesn't notice them. No, no. It, I mean, sure. But again, she's she's specifically avoiding them, kind of, in the sense that she's got she's got non-sailor business to take care of. That's why she canceled their study date. So the girls immediately become suspicious of Ray. Now, because this is the season where 
everyone discovers the idea of homosexuality, <laughs> that it exists, they immediately go five, to... Five, six. Five, six. Five, six. I was, I was correct. Wow. You got it. I was off. But they immediately go to, oh my God, she's on a date with a girl and doesn't want to tell us. And then they, again, kind of freak out about that. Like, wait, what? Like, that's not what she is into. Like, what are you talking about? How can that be the case? Wait, which, which? <laughs> wait, okay. <laughs> again. <laughs> That is that is actually what Ray's into. Like, maybe not anime, right? I mean, yes. Maybe not anime, right? And then and then Jupiter suggests that maybe it's the reverse of Haruka that it's a guy dressed as a girl that she's going on a date with. Yeah, what? It's a little dodgy. It's a little bit of a weird, like dodgy thing. But it's also again, this entire season, like you said, is them kind of. Like, it's them slowly realizing that the gender binary is a social construct. It's like they, <laughs> they, they've never heard of it. And now there's a world of possibilities that they're unfamiliar with and need to, to figure out. It's, it's, a, it's a weird scene. Okay. I don't, like, I think in the Cloverway dub, I think it's like they think that that's like her new best friend. <laughs> yes. As always, they're very As uncomfortable always. with that. They literally Which... suggest she's auditioning, interviewing for a new best friend. <laughs> Okay, well, look, first of all, this is one time where the Cloverway dub actually makes more sense. <laughs> and second of all, that exact, that completely sounds like a thing Ray would do. It's just like audition for a new friend. Like, oh. like yes, uh, thank you for meeting me here. Where do you see yourself in five years? Is it as my <laughs> lackey? <laughs> oh, Ray. So then we get the best scene in the episode, in my opinion. Yes, really, really cute. The physical comedy scene. <laughs> Where, <laughs> not content to sit in a booth across the restaurant and see what's going on because they can't hear what's happening. Need to see it up close and personal. Yeah, the four girls literally are hiding behind the waitress as she tries to take their order or or give them their drinks or whatever it is. But Ray can raise demon sense raise quarter monster sense goes off <laughs> and she suspects that they're behind the waitress and she keeps suddenly throwing her head around the waitress like a weird snake person <laughs> and the girls manage to keep el eluding her it's so strange and so weird but awesome well jordan yes you know that sailor scouts always ride single file to hide their numbers <laughs> Uh, I have a I have a sneaking suspicion. Uh, some image of this scene will will be the uh, the the picture for the episode because it's so good. When they're doing the actual big moment of the sw the spin where she's literally spinning around the waitress and you can see the four girls. If you actually take a look at Ray, she is literally wrapped around the waitress like a Gumby. <laughs> can we can we talk about this waitress for a minute? Sure. I, mean, I mean, like a minute because like I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to be an anime creep. Go. F I. I know. I think I know what you're gonna say. This waitress is like. I would describe her as suspiciously busty. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm not wrong. Well, because no. there's a scene. There's a scene where they specifically have Ray again making her off balance and and freaking her out where she's precariously balancing and they have taken the loving time to animate the jiggling of her breasts as she shudders in fear. Because that yes. was very, very important in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, and, and also, like, Ray is, like, wrapped around her. Yes, yes. It's, I mean, it's, like, a very, like you said, there's really, really great physical comedy in this scene, uh, especially when they're 
uh, spinning around like like the hands of a clock and like just 100% clipping. I guess they're actually not clipping through the table. They're actually repositioning themselves so they are on like the chairs and on the yeah. table. Yeah, Amy is, like, is stealthily going up onto the booth, up onto the table, down onto the booth, down onto the floor. It's, it's a weirdly complex <laughs> bit of comedy animation. I highly, highly recommend it. It's pretty great. And it ends with the waitress finally accidentally dumping hot coffee or tea, I suppose, onto Ray's head, burning her scalp. Yeah, which is when, like, which is when, uh, like, the, the waitress tries to, like, clean her off. And also, also, only Ami, only Mercury, like, also tries to help her friend who has just had her head burned. Yep. But Ray seems unfazed by it. Well, you know, she's she's fiery. <laughs> she's like, this is fine. She's fire type, so it's not very effective. And then while that's all happening, the mysterious girl goes, uh, like, again, I, I don't understand this girl because she literally just saw this crazy shit happen. The girl she, she, who invited her to coffee gets coffee, scalding coffee all over her head. And then she just goes, I'll do it. And then Ray's like, what? You will? Oh, my God. Yes. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? And now we're going to finally get an explanation. Yeah. Uh, so the Juban Festival is coming up and Ray is on the Juban Festival Liven Up Committee, which is the committee to liven up the Juban Festival. It's very appropriately named. Uh, and she has gotten... Uh, she has uh, volunteered, although she won't admit that she volunteers because Ray doesn't like to talk about how she cares about things. And we get some really funny scenes of of Usagi going like, oh, yeah, you just want to make it festive. Like, we just made this restaurant festive. That's what we did, right? <laughs> we made it a little fun for everybody. While, while Usagi is doing the uh, the straw paper. Straw caterpillar. Caterpillar, yeah. <laughs> so we get another we get another Minako pun. In this, oh yeah, which in 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 the subtitles in Japanese she says, uh, as the saying goes, anyone can get a bellyache, which I think is just true. Yeah, like, that's not. That's oh, just a sentence. Yeah. Well, she's right. She got it that time. No, no, no. Well, in the in the new dub, uh, they change it to uh, her saying, I believe she says, uh, uh, a donkey needs four legs to stand, uh, and then and then Ami goes, it's a horse. A horse needs four legs to stand. What? Huh. What? <laughs> yeah, which is weird because again, I don't believe any of these are are aphorisms. Yeah, I don't. So back to the clover way for a second. They changed everything about this for seemingly no reason. Okay. She's still a drummer. Well, first of all, the festival is not like they kind of they kind of took out some of the cultural stuff. So it's not like this cultural festival. It's literally, they just call it a kimono festival. It's just to, so, to say, that's why everybody's wearing kimonos. Because it's a kimono festival. Let's, let's dumb this down for the American yeah. audience. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they are asking this girl to play the drums. And again, not because it's like, well, that's a relevant part of the culture. It's just like, she's literally like, I needed to get somebody to play music. So I, I asked this, this girl I know who's a drummer. And then they throw in this second subplot to that, that... I, for the life of me, I can't understand why, because it's not relevant and it never goes anywhere, that she's stage, she has stage fright. That Ray is like, she's a really good, she's a really good drummer, but she's just so afraid to play in front of people. And I'm trying to get her to play so, so it'll help her out. And it's like, uh, okay. I mean, again, it's not like we ever see a scene of her being scared or of them pep talking her. They just mention it every once in a while that she's afraid to do it. Totally strange. Also... 
when they when she talks about having the drummer play this festival, I forget who it is that makes fun of her, but they're like, uh, yeah, nice job, Ray, asking some girl who beats on a drum instead of your rock star friend Chad. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so they put in a little continuity there. <laughs> A little dumb continuity. Uh, so the the girl's name is Maya Tono, and she plays the taiko, which is the big Japanese drum that you play with the big, like, thick drumsticks. And I don't think they do it in the Japanese version, but they do go into, like, a little bit of Tono-Taiko wordplay here. And, and so, like, basically the plot of this episode, and I've, I've written this down in my notes, is Tono, Taiko, Tenno, oh no, Tomo? <laughs> Wait, what? what? <laughs> Wait, what? There's, there's, there's Maya Tono. She's there to play the Taiko. But here's Haruka Tenno. But oh no, here's Professor Tomo. Nice. Whoa. Tono Taiko Tenno Ono Tomo. That's the plot of this episode. I'm very <laughs> proud of it. It deserved bigger laughs. That's all I'm saying. We're not a live studio audience. We don't usually do the laughing bit. <laughs> Everyone at, at home. Listening to the podcast was laughing for like five minutes. They had to pause it. Don't worry. Good. Uh, so Usagi's like, hey, I want to play the Taiko, which is weird. Because it's like, it's like Usagi. <laughs> Usagi, you've never done this before. And she's a professional. And Ray's like, I do not have a Taiko you could play. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. And the next time we see them, Usagi <laughs> is beating a fish-shaped drum to attract children to a game where you try to catch goldfish with a little piece of paper on a hoop. Yep. Yep, <laughs> that is a and now that's a that's another like traditional uh, activity that I've seen in like a zillion manga anime. Yeah, th- this particular variation of it where they've got like the little paper hoops they're trying to scoop goldfish. But I mean, like that's a thing that we do at like at fairs, like county fairs in America too. Really? Oh, I've never seen that in America. You've never, you've never seen like like you've never like won a goldfish at the fair? No, I've never even seen it as an option. No. Weird. Maybe it's a southern thing. I don't know. I don't know. I've seen it. I, okay. Not like with the paper or hoops, but like I've seen not with the paper or the hoops, but with like <laughs> like you try to catch the goldfish with like a little like a little fish net or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, wait, hang on. If you're doing it with a fish net, how is it hard? It's not. <laughs> it's not. Oh, Everybody okay. wins a goldfish. So the you goldfish just buy goldfish cheap. at a fair <laughs> for small children. <laughs> Well, this is for children too, but it's there's a trick to it. You have to be good at it in order to make it happen. Well, well, in America, everything's easy. So millennials, am I right? Get it. Okay. <laughs> so this was your participation goldfish. Great. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like, I do, I do actually think this version is pretty fun because you, it is like a piece of paper that you have to put underwater, and you basically have to like fling the goldfish into a cup. So you gotta like get under it and fling it, and and if the if the paper gets soggy and breaks, like you just don't get the goldfish. And they have a cute scene here. Yeah, yeah, because they they're che- basically they're they're being too nice and helping the kids get him. Yeah, they're helping kids win, uh, and uh, and then <laughs> then three kids come over and they call Mina old. Yeah. Which, by the way, it is when Mina has her hair up. Uh, it is impossible to tell that she is not Usagi. Just a heads up. Like, if, when you can't see that bow and she's got her hair tied up. Also, where impossible. the hell is her hair? Like, where is it? She's got a lot of hair and it's not there. She's got a lot of hair, dude. <laughs> I don't know what magical dimension she's hiding it in. 
But but I do I, again. I do love these like little tiny baby steps towards Mina having a personality, because like these kids are like, hey hey old lady, or I, I guess they call her uh, what is it? It's a uh, uh, it's not Ojisan. Obasan. Obasan. Like Obasan. hey Obasan. Which means uh, what? Like, uh, it, it means like older woman. Like it means it's often uh, translated as like aunt or grandma. grandma. So. Oof. Uh, yeah, they, they basically, like, it's basically the color, like, hey, old lady, uh, we're customers, we want to try and catch the goldfish. And she's like, oh, yeah, sure, that's totally cool. And she grabs them and, like, like hits them until the paper is weakened. And she's like, here you go, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> then Usagi is calling out for more customers, and we get four full-body pans. Oh, my God. Four. <laughs> four in a row. I thought they'll stop at three. They went four. No, they just keep going. <laughs> four full body pans of uh, Haruka and uh, I keep I keep wanting to use the wrong names. God Me damn too. it! Haruka yes. and Michiru, uh, Michelle and Amara, full body pans. No, no, Jordan. Okay. <laughs> you say they're you say they're full body pans, but it's not like they're also being showered in cherry blossoms throughout all four pans, right? Oh, they are. <laughs> Okay, well, well, wait a second. Well, if they do four full body pans, showering them in cherry blossoms, it's not like they're going to do like the 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 shift into watercolor. Right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, they get the full treatment in this. I love it. <laughs> they not uh, only yes. get like the shift into watercolor, they get the shift into watercolor as Haruka is catching a goldfish, which, as yep. we have previously said, is something a child does. It's it's not difficult. And then, and then Yusagi, it was Yusagi, right? Who goes like, oh, she even makes that look good. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And then they leave in this like slowly rotating still watercolor, like, <laughs> like show up, look gorgeous, catch a goldfish and then bail. And they're like, mm, it's like, we're, cool. we're here to make you feel really bad about yourselves. And then we're going to leave. I really like that all the uh, all the scouts. I guess I guess Hurricane uh, Michiru do too, kind of like they all have kimonos that are in their colors. Oh yeah, I didn't notice yeah. that. Uh, Usagi's is pink, but everyone else's like like Mina's is orange. Uh, Makoto's is is green with a brown oh, uh, yeah. sash. Ami's is blue. So then they're about to. Then Usagi is going to try uh, the uh, catching a goldfish, and I lo- first of all I love the ugly Usagi reflection. <laughs> it is so funny looking. Yes. She's going to try, and then in the water, reflected behind her. Dun, dun, dun. It's, that, that can't be, but it, it looks like the Luna P. Imagine how great that would have been if we did not know the title of this episode. Which brings us to... It's the Act Break! <laughs> Sailor Business is a Patreon-supported podcast, and so during the act break of the show, we always like to tell people that they can help support the show and help get extra content for everybody by heading over to patreon.com slash sailorbusiness. Now, Jordan, we have done the first episode of our uh, uh, Sailor sailor Chibi Business, which is our mini episodes that we do. Uh, We did a... Yes. I'm trying to think if it if it will be up by now. I hope hopefully it'll be up by now, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I think it's going to be up by now. I, I think Jake wanted to make sure that he got the uh, the movie episodes edited in time. Okay. 
Hey everybody, Jake here. As you may have noticed, the Sailor TV business is not up yet. Uh, it will be up this Sunday. Juggling the editing for four podcasts gets like a little weird sometimes. Sorry about that. But yeah, that is a, we did a deep dive into the theme song uh, and all the lyrics. It's super fun. It's just me and Jordan uh, this time, but it's, it's a super fun bonus episode. And because of our Patreon supporters, that's going to be available to everybody. That's uh, that's not going to be the Patreon-exclusive bonus content, although we will be doing some a little bit of exclusive bonus content. That's a, a bonus episode for everybody. Uh, and it's, it's like, for a normal podcast, it would be, like, full episode length because it is, like, 40 minutes long. Is it really? Yeah, it's like, we, we did, we went pretty hard on it. <laughs> yeah. All right, good. You're getting your money's worth. We are... Only about $200 uh, a month away from our Xena business uh, bonus episodes. That's our next goal at $750. Uh, so we're, we're at $550 now, which is super awesome. Uh, thank you to everybody who is supporting us on Patreon. Uh, if you would like to join them, you can go to patreon.com slash sailorbusiness. Uh, you can kick in as little as a dollar a month to uh, help us out, me, Jordan, Allison, and Jake, uh, as we make the show. At $5, you get the uh, bonus content. Uh, and we've done like blooper reels and we're going to be doing some some Patreon exclusive stuff later. But at $15, you can also get an enamel pin that Katie Donnelly is designing. Uh, the design for that should be in after, after uh, Emerald City Comic Con in early March. So we're looking at probably April shipping those out to everybody. Uh, and again, Jake has, uh, has volunteered to take the hit of actually doing the shipping. Thank you, Jake. That's super awesome. So yeah, uh, head over there and join the following people. Who have uh, who have helped us out a little bit? Hey, starting with James Fletcher. Thank you, James. Andrew Curran. Andrew, we appreciate your help. Could be Curran. Oh, Curran. well, now Curran. you're getting it wrong. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And Andrew Curran. <laughs> and that, am I thanking him again? Thank you again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Donna Silvers. Donna, we appreciate your help. Thank you so much. Kevin Walker. Kevin, thank you. And Matt E. Matt, thank you very much. Those are our new Patreon backers. Uh, everybody who who backs, even at the $1 level, gets a uh, a thank you here on the show. And we genuinely appreciate the the support that everyone has shown us. Uh, and we hope that you are enjoying the the bonus content and uh, and everything that we're providing for you at uh, patreon.com slash sailor business. Uh, there's also like a, a post there uh, that I have where you can suggest topics for future uh, mini episodes. So if you have something that you know about Sailor Moon that you really, really want us to to dive into on the show, then that is uh, a great place to let me know about it because I do read those. Uh, but yeah, Kat, you ready to, to head back into the episode? I am ready to finish Yay. this off. <laughs> Wow. Kat, are you not having fun with this with this beautiful kimono festival? Uh, it's fantastic. It's okay. going to get even more fantastic. Here we go. Back to the episode. So when we come back. Yeah. It's weird. It's very weird. So Usagi is, well, is Usagi creeping around first or is Ray creeping around first? I can't even remember. Usagi's creeping around first. Because I think she's looking for Ray. <laughs> Probably. So she's creeping around, like, in a weird creeping around. Like, again, it's a festival, but she's at the part of the festival where there's no one. Yeah, just no people. 
just no people at this festival. It's fine. It's whatever. And meanwhile, Ray is also like creeping on the drummer girl for no reason. I mean, I guess you have to believe that this drummer girl is like really famous and Ray is like 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 creeping on a celebrity basically, which is like okay, I guess, right? I thought she was just like going to make sure that she was like going to be able to perform because in the next scene like uh, Usagi, like, Usagi and Ray go sit on the park bench, again, in this completely abandoned festival, and Ray's like, yeah, like, she, like, she always has to get herself super psyched up, like, super pumped before she, she does a performance, but, you know, like, we're not even paying her, so it's not like she, like, really has to do this, <laughs> like, it could, she could go and it would be, like, it could be super crappy, which is weird, like, that Ray doesn't understand having pride in one's art. <laughs> um and also she's well i mean but this becomes like a weird like inspirational scene in the sense that like ray was like oh that girl is amazing i'll just ask her to do this and then she'll make my festival great and then she's going oh but like even that person who's amazing has to like work hard to achieve maybe i should work hard on everything too yeah (laughs) that sounds like such a usagi thing to say though Yeah, they they share. That doesn't sound Ray like. They share a weird Usagi moment there, and they both get yeah. pumped. I absolutely believe that Usagi would not understand Pride of One's Art until she saw it in front of her, like she has seen roughly ninety times over the episode so far. Well, because she yeah, because she takes the easy way out. She she's also not. Correct me if I'm wrong. She's not an artist at all. Like she's not. She doesn't do anything creative at least well like again once in a while she goes oh i should sing and then she sings terribly and then she goes like i'll draw a thing and it's awful (laughs) and she'll cook a thing and it'll taste like garbage (laughs) yeah she it's it's yeah (laughs) she's a good friend she's everyone's mom yeah that's true that's yeah that's pretty much it then all of a sudden up in comes a Subaru Outback. <laughs> yes, the Diamond Delivery Service. Rolling like the fucking Blues Brothers with this sound system mounted on the roof of the car. And like, okay, okay. <laughs> the the Dark Kingdom found its victims in some pretty weird ways. Like, the, like was it Zoocyte or, or Malachite who was like, I know how we'll find the Moon Princess. We'll just put up signs that say, hey, Moon Princess, come to this contest. That's how we're going to do it. <laughs> I think that was Malachite. I think. Yeah. Udiel rolls up and like just gets on the mic and is like, hey, Maya Toto, uh, Maya Toto, I need you to report to the white Subaru outback with the <laughs> black star of evil on the side. Maya Toto. Like, how lazy are these goddamn villains? Lazy or smart? I mean, it is kind of brilliant because she does show up. Yeah. Why go to them when they come to you? Now, okay, here's the thing, though. This is the part of the episode that, to me kind of negates the rest of the episode (laughs) because it's awesome but also it's like well then why anything else why all the rest of it so what happens is maya comes out and is like uh i'm i'm maya (laughs) (laughs) you deal rolls down the window takes out a giant fucking heart blaster gun yeah it's okay it's a (laughs) syringe Gun. But it's a fucking gun. <laughs> it's and it's huge. It's like it's a, a, it's like an elephant rifle. Yeah. And she blasts the shit out of her and like literally shoots her heart out with this gun. It's awesome. But like I'm saying, okay, so what do we as soon as I saw that, I went, 
wait, why do we need the diamond now? The, the heart's out. It's over. That's it. The rest of this episode is pointless. For, for, for comical relief? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> okay, I can, I can no-prize this. Okay, let's hear it. Well, at this point, like how we had Kale and I for for several episodes, we had Kale and I for a pretty long time. Like they've been going for these hearts for a while, so like clearly they know Sailor Moon's gonna show up. Like they know Sailor Moon is gonna like show up and cause some trouble, or or or, or Uranus and, and Neptune. Somebody's gonna show up. Okay. So I feel like this is just them being like, okay, I'm gonna like I'm gonna, and also I feel like Professor Tomoe just really enjoys making monsters. Sure, sure. Who doesn't? Like he like he's got that diamond egg and he's gonna use it. <laughs> so when the scouts show up, they're just backup. He could yeah, they're just like there for that. Also, we don't know how you transport a pure heart. Because well, we've only true. ever really... Well, I guess we saw one, like, fly out and have to get vacuumed up, right? Oh, yeah, no. No, they've just... In the past, they've just grabbed them and run. Yeah, but, like, maybe maybe you need <laughs> something... Maybe you need somebody with a special touch. Maybe they need some kind of protection, you know, just in case you break it, maybe. Right. <laughs> you, maybe you buy it. In the old diamonds, all the previous diamonds, they took out the hearts. They had the tattoos that take out the hearts. This time, the star shape is right on the gun. The gun yeah, takes out yeah. the heart. It's worth noting that the gun has, like, the big star shape on the barrel. So yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like shooting out whatever the diamond is shot out. But instead of, like, pulling it out, it blows it out the back of your chest. Yeah. It's fucking great. I love this thing. That, they should make a prop rec- replica of this guy. Oh, God, yeah. Eugil gets out to get the pure heart, and... uh Sailor Moon and Sailor Mars have transformed because they saw they saw this happening because they're also hanging out at the back of the festival. And uh, Sailor Moon says that anyone who targets the pure heart of a taiko drummer is an enemy of traditional Japanese performing arts. Okay. <laughs> and obviously she will punish you. And Mars will chastise you. <laughs> and then, Chris, time for the big reveal. Uh, oh. Uh. <laughs> Kat, do you want to talk about this? You, you seem like you are also pretty, pretty invested uh, in this. I just, I have a strong dislike for Chibi Moon. Oh, no, not that. <laughs> I wasn't talking about that. I'm talking about oh, th- about Udeal throwing off her lab coat. Udeal takes off her lab coat. And th- first of all, her hair is different. First of all, she somehow <laughs> like puts a scrunchie on in this single. For, well, first of all, she takes off her lab coat with one hand. Like it is a tear away, but like down the side. Yeah. Which is great. Easy uh, I guess she's got the weird ponytail before she does that. But she also loses her glasses. Then she's a Sailor Moon villain, is what she is. Yeah. <laughs> she's wearing uh like a like a like a, a halter top with a very deep V. Like a very deep neck. But like even in her lab coat, she has this like deep V. <laughs> yeah. They look like she looks like she's wearing like like workout pants, right? Like she's yes. wearing like like track pants. Baggy workout pants. Baggy, but also like, but also like tight at the calves. But then she's also got like this weird skirt. Yeah, like over it. It's of like I love it because it's an outfit that makes no sense and is, I, I mean, just 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 by virtue of how much uh, exposed skin there is, it's just not appropriate for the lab. You could get chemicals on that. That's why she wears the coat, man. That's why you gotta wear the coat. And don't forget the weird puff star thing on her chest. Yes. What is it? How does it stay there? What? <laughs> I don't know. And she goes, she goes, yeah, uh, what's up, everybody? I'm Udiel of the Witches 5. 
And everyone's like, wait, what? <laughs> what the what the which is five? And so she calls for the diamond, the hatchback opens up, the box opens up, and we get a puff of pink smoke, and I guess it's a Tycho drummer monster? Named Soya. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and, and and Sailor Moon and Sailor Mars are like we get a reaction shot from them and they are very like weirded out. Yes. <laughs> that they are. And then she starts doing this like weird dance attack. Like I don't even know how to describe it. Like clapping her hands in time. She has and... a backpack full of fireworks and that then the also fireworks happens. are raining down on the scouts and the scouts are like, you know, like like in a cowboy movie where you like shoot at somebody's feet and you're like dance. Like they're doing that, but then they seem to be dancing because of the the, the music? The yeah, it's, it's semi-involuntary, at least. So so does the music make them dance, or are they dancing because they don't want to get hit by these things? It's unclear. very unclear. Yeah. Can't tell. So then, Udiel turns around, and she's like, okay, cool. Sailor Scouts, dealt with. Then she turns 180 degrees, and answering the call from a new era, yeah. <laughs> it's Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus, and she's like, god damn it. <laughs> I knew there were more than two. I had heard there were more than two. I did not have all of them locked down. She made a mistake. And they show up to do their bullshit, as always. <laughs> Speaking no, of episodes uh, where Uranus is not helpful, uh, they show up just to go, hey, is this a... No, it's not a fucking thing. No. Don't worry about it. Bye. Uh, <laughs> Neptune is like, like drags Udiel about it, too. She's like, yeah. Hey, guess what? You thought you were getting a pure heart, and you but you actually suck real bad. <laughs> yes. Uh, at which point, Udiel just goes, Soya, I'm going to leave. Bye. Yeah. Udiel, who just did a dramatic reveal where she tore off her lab coat and revealed her supervillain gear, just gets back in the car. She had one goal, and if that's not going to get fulfilled, forget it. And that's the exact same thing that Uranus says, because Uranus, they literally are like, should we help them? And Uranus is like, let's let them prove themselves. Yeah. Oh, fucking dick move. Well, you're uh, in the in the dub, the new dub, the Viz dub. Michiru says, are we going to help them out today? And Haruka says, we're not their babysitters. Oh, <laughs> wow. <Jesus. laughs> wow. Like a brutal burn. Wow. I don't know. They make her sound so terrible in the English version. <laughs> She's actually like a lot more kind of like, well... We could help them out, but they, like, need to grow kind of thing. Oh, you think so? That's a generous Yeah, I think, like, she's, she's kind of, like, that tough love kind of personality. And I think that's maybe why I like her so much, because it's, like, <laughs> she's not going to, like, spoon-feed you things, but, sure. like, she'll help you out if you're going to die. <laughs> Soya drops two big taiko drums on... This, this is great. Yeah, this, this is, is a wonderful great. part. She drops two big taiko drums on... Ray and Usagi. So they're kind of like wearing these drums around their waist, like stuck through them. And Soya's like, yeah, now I'm going to play the drums. And they're like, uh, you mean us? And then Soya pulls out two bats covered in spikes and is like, yeah, I'm about to beat the shit out of you with these spiked clubs. And Usagi goes, start with her. Which is amazing. Yeah, this is great in both versions. Because in look. Okay, what's in the American version? Well, because no, the, in the, yeah, in the Japanese, she goes start with her first, and Ray, and Ray goes, "What?" And gets mad at her, and, and Usagi goes, "Cause it looks painful." 
And then in the American dub, Izagi says to, to start with her, and Ray calls her a traitor, and she goes, I'm not a traitor, I'm just being spineless. I know. <laughs> so bad. We should say, we have we were harsh on Ray for a lot of this show, yeah. so we can't like let it slide that Izagi is like, no, 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 please beat my friend to death <laughs> with these clubs. Yeah, I can let it slide. I could do it. Usagi out. <laughs> I could forgive her. She's just being spineless. It's fine. <laughs> They're about to get uh, uh, smacked around with these spike clubs. But answering the call from a newer new era. Oh, yes. Cat, uh, Cat, please t- take us take us through it. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> you don't want to see it. Here comes the beloved uh, child. Or 500-year-old child of the series in her new getup as Sailor Chibi Moon with her uh, new attack that I think she's going to be debuting in this this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. First, she says, in the name of the future moon, I will punish you. Can, can I tell you guys a secret? You may. I think I fucking love Sailor Mini Moon. What? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like Chibiusa as a Sailor Scout in training kind of rules. What is happening here? Yeah, okay. Look, here's my problem with here's my problem with Chibiusa, right? Like Chibiusa existed to be imperiled. Like she she is the she is the the Robin the Boy hostage uh, of Sailor Moon, right? Like her entire arc is about her being hunted and her needing to be protected and her like like, oh, I need to find the silver crystal, but oh, I can't find the silver crystal. Oh, I'm going to cry so hard it's going to tear time and space open. And it's like, yeah, boring. Like, I don't like any of that. Chibi Moon, as a as a trainee who's, like, a superhero, but, like, kind of shitty at it because she, like, needs to be, like, to learn how to be a superhero, I kind of love. Now, I, admittedly, I've only seen it for two episodes, but I have done, like, I was shocked watching it this morning. I have done, like, a flip like a kickflip 180 on 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 Chibiusa in these wow. two episodes. I kind of love her. Wow. I can't I believe the real confession we just heard. I was surprised too. Like what does it is Pink Sugar Heart Attack. Like what really oh, sold me. Because oh yeah. Pink Sugar Heart Attack's well, fucking yes. hilarious. Okay. Cat, do you want to talk about it? Well, she's like, she does her like attack and then like, I think like it doesn't it doesn't completely work. Doesn't work at all. <laughs> Necessarily. She's like, wait a minute. This 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 worked in practice. Why is it happening now? I don't have the the episode in front of me, but I think it's like she has to like move forward for it to like No no no, that's 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 next one. Oh that's the next one. Yeah, well, she she does pink sugar heart attack, nothing happens, even though she's posing, and Soya just walks over and like kicks her legs out from under her and then hunches down and casually. Goes, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just casually. And then hunches down and goes casually kicks a kid. What's wrong? And then she tries to do it, like, then then she holds up her... What's the name of this weapon, Jordan? Do you know? Oh, I, I know. It's, it's not named in these two episodes. I guess it's just like the mini moon stick or whatever. Oh, she holds it up, and it finally starts flashing. And then, like, shoots, like, it's like a... It's like a Nerf gun. It's like a rapid-fire Nerf gun. It's just, like, one. bopping, like, just bopping uh, Soya in the face. And then Soya, like, tries to get away and ends up, like, I mean, it's it's weird imagery, but she ends up being, like, spanked yeah. by this endless Very stream much of, like, so. harmless pink hearts. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, she's saying, ow. And, 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 like, you see Chibiusa, like, get into the, 
moon spiral heart attack pose. Yeah. And it's, like, really funny. Because, like, she's doing virtually nothing. But you know what? She is exactly as effective as Tuxedo Mask's Rose. Big Sugar Heart Attack is exactly as effective as Tuxedo Mask's Rose. False. On everyone except Fiore. Falsity false. (laughs) No. Okay. Okay, Jordan, what happens? What happens when Tuxedo Mask throws his Rose? It stops attacks. Uh Uh-huh. That's it. And gives Sailor Moon the time to to regroup and use her finishing (sighs) move. Yes. Yeah. So what happens with Pink Sugar Heart Attack here? It spanks the monster. And? <laughs> and Ray pulls the drum off of Sailor Moon. And mm, says, so it, Sailor so Moon. it interrupts the monster's attack and gives the scouts time to regroup so that Sailor Moon can use her finishing move. So it's, I think it's just a distraction. It's more of a goofy distraction. Quick question. Quick question. Is Tuxedo Mask in this episode? No. 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 So instead of Tuxedo Mask, we get someone else who does the same thing as Tuxedo Mask. Is that what we're saying? <sighs> sort of, kind of. But like, I feel like she gets a bigger part as like the series goes on. That's true. I'm just saying she's she is exactly as effective as Memochibo. I think the scene of uh, Ray pulling the drum off of Sailor Moon is really cute as well. There's a lot of really funny animation in this episode. There's a lot of, like, characters getting super deformed in various ways uh, that is very funny. Like the face, yes. we didn't mention the face that Ray and, uh, and Usagi make when Chibi shows up are hilarious. Their yes. faces. There's a lot of that in this. Also, also, I love that we get to see Pink Sugar Heart Attack, which is like, you know, just getting bopped by a Nerf gun. And then we immediately see Moon Spiral Heart Attack, which is like getting hit by a fucking truck. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, I love that the tiny little baby version of this attack is a tiny little baby version of this attack. It's really great. I love it. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know what to tell you. I love it. It's funny. Look, she's funny. Also, uh, you know what doesn't hurt? And I, I hate to say this because I know a lot of people have written in saying that she's a lovely person, but in the dub. There's a different voice for Rini when she comes back. Yeah. And it's it's not as annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's less like nasally. <laughs> yeah. Well, like the, the thing that we heard was that um like the like Chibi like Rini's voice was that actress's voice. Yeah. Which is Sad. not to be like mad offensive, like it was unfortunate. Yes. But like was it unfortunate because it was the voice or was it unfortunate because it was connected to the character that was doing terrible things? Well, it's it's a it's a very like I mean it's a very like uh, like I I bet she has a hard time like calling restaurants and getting reservations. Okay. She was probably she must have been exaggerating it a little. Like she must That's not what we've heard. Jeez, I feel bad if that's true. But again, she's a lot more tolerable as a character when she's not that voice. I'm sorry. <laughs> what does her voice sound like in the, when she comes back? It's just less, it just doesn't grate as much. It still sounds like a young child, but it just doesn't. It's like softer. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't feel like a cheese grater on your brain like the really? old one kind of did. <laughs> sorry. So, Moon Spiral Heart Attack happens, uh, the monster gets uh, pasted in the face with a big heart, uh, turns back into a Tycho that poops out a diamond egg that then cracks, and then uh, they're like, hey, Chibiusa, what the fuck? <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> and, uh, and then we cut, and she says she's here to train. Her mother sent her back in time to train. Which is, I mean, we'll t- I, we should talk about it more in the next episode yeah. when we get to the letter. 
it's fucking hilarious that Usagi, like, like Neo, Neo Queen Serenity, Usagi, who is infinitely more powerful, and like, like, and, and as far as we know, Crystal Tokyo is now at peace. Uh, like, the Sailor Scouts who, again, have a thousand years of experience. Like, they've been through all these battles. They can't train her? Like, nah, I'm sending her back to the past. I need, I got, I got, I need some time. I need some alone time. <laughs> I can't deal with this kid anymore. Uh, it is past yeah. me's problem. Which, like, and, and we always talk about, like, you're always creating problems for your future self. Like, everything that you don't do now, you have to do later. Like, that's the, like, that's, especially as, you know, write, a writer, like, whatever script I don't finish tonight, I have to finish in the morning. But that's future Chris's problem. I'm always creating future Chris problems. Future Chris only has problems created by past me. Neo Queen Serenity gave her past self a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh. So uh, everybody gets back in their kimonos and they're enjoying the festival. And uh, I don't know how this plays out. Like, I'm curious to know first how this plays out in the English version. The meeting between Haruka, Michiru, and Chibiusa. Pretty much the same way. Like, uh, they show up and they say they look identical. They, yeah, they, they look go, like identical or something. And they both go, no way. Not We don't look anything alike. She's just my cousin. Okay, so they do say... So, so in the English version, like in the Cloverway dub, she says to two characters who are not cousins, but that are telling everyone they're cousins, this is, no, she's my cousin. Well, that's not what's happening canonically <laughs> in the show. That's what's happening in real life. Is this where they got the idea? It, <laughs> the cousins? In the Cloverway version, they really are cousins, you see, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but not really. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> right. But the, as far as the show is concerned, they are. I just thought it was hilarious that she's like, no, 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 we're not related. She's my cousin. Yep. <laughs> like, we're not, we're not, we're, we're just cousins. Just like you two are just cousins. Nothing else to worry about here. <laughs> look away, look away. And then uh, Toto uh, plays the taiko. And that is that. The end. Now is the time of the show where we talk about what we learned from each episode. It's time for Sailor Businesses. And Kat, we'll start with you. What did you learn from this episode of Sailor Moon? This episode was, like, all over the place. (laughs) For sure. It was, like, Taiko drums, Chibi Moon, totally separate things somehow meshed together to form this episode that I... I, It just feels kind of, like, last minute, like, oh, we've got to slip this character in, let's just put it here. And I guess... I don't don't know. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's all true. It is very random. It's not... I would say it's not like the best episode it's got some really fun stuff in it again like all of the comedy bits are usually pretty solid in this one and and all of the silly drawings are really great like you just they just look awesome and they they look hilarious and they make me smile and laugh i learned to be kind to everyone you meet or your little ass ain't getting a goldfish so yeah we, we kind of did final thoughts on this one already uh but uh oh we, like all over the fucking map i will i will concede that but also like a pretty fun episode i like udl a lot i like the upgrade of the diamond egg factory i think is really super fun uh even though like 
the weird thing is we took three episodes off right like we took a couple weeks off this show did not there is no explanation for how they just like modernized the diamond egg factory all of a sudden uh but here we are yeah but i love i love i kind of love sailor chibi moon sailor scout in training and i am as surprised by that as anyone else i'm blown away uh cat do you have any additional thoughts on the episode no. <laughs> All right. Well, then I think we have come to the end of the show. Jordan, unless you have any final thoughts. No, I think I'm all good. It was it was worth watching for the art. <laughs> <laughs> this episode was pretty much like just for the comedy, if nothing else. I realize yeah. now that you meant like the funny animation, which is very good. There's like a lot of really, really good animation and comedy stuff in yeah. this. But I, for a second, I thought you meant like... For the craft. <laughs> for the art. I do it for the art. Uh, so that is that. Kat, before we let you go, can you tell everyone where to find you online? I guess you can find me on Twitter at Cosmonautic. K-O-S-M-O-N-A-T-I-K. I'm not really on Twitter all that much, but more on Tumblr with the same name. All right. And Jordan, where can everybody find us? I am on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an O. Uh, the show is on Twitter at Sailor Business, so you can tweet at us your questions, your your uh, listener questions, and we will answer them on the air. And our producer, Jake Mason, he's at JJ underscore Mason, and you can f- find out about all his other podcasts with him, uh, The Morphin Grid, Pokemon World Tour, Pokemon World Tour United, Cool Kids Table, and Chris, what about you? Uh, people can find everything that I do at the-isb.com. Uh, you can head over there to get links to the comics that I write, the uh, columns that I write at Comics Alliance, the other podcasts that I do, including Xena Warrior Business, War Rocket Ajax, and Movie Fighters. If you enjoy me talking about this stuff, I'm currently uh, doing recaps for Comics Alliance of uh, the original uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series, uh, Young Justice, and, uh, and Riverdale now, which oh. is buck wild. Uh, if you are not watching Riverdale, it's amazing. It's great. Uh, also, I think uh, next week when you hear this, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Monsters Unleashed is going to be in stores. Oh. It's a 30-page one-shot uh, written by me and my writing partner, Chad Bowers. And Jordan, you uh, were one of the editors on that one. That is true. So uh, definitely check that out. Uh, I might be if you're if you're in or around the, uh, the triangle area of North Carolina, I'm going to try and do a signing. Uh, otherwise, uh, I will uh, be at Emerald City Comic Book Convention in uh, Seattle the weekend of uh, March 3rd, 4th, and 5th. I will be in Emerald City. Uh, so uh, come find me. I will actually be in the in the podcast area, uh, but not for Sailor Biz. I'll be there for War Rocket Ajax. So next time. Next time, Sailor Business. <laughs> Uh, you can email the show at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at the show at sailorbusiness. You can find the show at sailorbusiness.com. Uh, you can support the show at patreon.com slash sailorbusiness, or you could always give us a rating or review on iTunes. It does help people find the show, believe it or not. Uh, but the best way to help us out is to tell a friend. If you have a friend who likes Sailor Moon and would like to hear three people talk about every episode, that's what we do here. So uh, if you like the show, tell a friend. That's it. That's the entire post-show spiel. Uh, we are going to be back next week with episode 104, Making New Friends, Chibi Moon's Adventure. Yeah, and until then, keep your mind on sailor business.
ready to make beautiful music together. <laughs> huh? Are you mental? I'm not even tuned. That's okay. I'm not looking for harmony. <laughs> Just harm. <laughs>